Um, okay, so we're going to be in Isaiah chapter 9 here eventually, um, but I, I want you to just kind of think about a phrase for a little bit. One, one key phrase uh, that we're going to be uh, thinking about for, for the first several minutes is, uh, is simply um, <laughs> hope for a turnaround. If you look at somebody else and you say, gee, I hope things turn around for you, uh, it's kind of a way of having pity on them or having sympathy on them. Gee, I hope things turn around for you. Uh, it's a way of uh, acknowledging or saying, hey, uh, you've probably uh, had some bad luck lately. Uh, things have been hard for you lately. Uh, things have been, diff you've, you've been encountering more difficulties and maybe more failures than successes. And so you might look at someone and say, in a way of pity, pity or sympathy, I hope things turn around for you. Um, but, but when you say that, of course, there's not really any guarantee that things are actually going to turn around, right? Uh, it's just kind of a vague wish uh, when you say that, hope things turn around. Uh, it's just kind of a big dream that may or may not actually come true. Um, if, if you go to Google, uh, our friend Google, and you just type in, uh, hope things turn around, uh, you're going to get uh, these uh, four, uh, you know, I put them all on different slides, but just go ahead and go to like the next one and the next one. There should be four total. Yeah, so here's, here's what it'll say, uh, you know, it, it just the, these are just the titles, right? And I'm going to spare you the details of each article when you click on it. But uh, in 2011, there was a paper written, hope for turnaround question mark um, in 2020 right labor unions hope for turnaround under biden um, october 2021 uh, victims hope for a turnaround um, uh, that's about a, a a place in bangladesh actually where uh, muslims attacked a village victims hope for a turnaround um, november 2021 chief fans hope for turnaround i i don't even know i haven't been following football go bears but i have no idea if they turned, did, did they turn around? Anybody know? No, nobody, no, they didn't. No, no, I don't know. I have no idea. So, so it, just trying to give you a flavor, right, of this, what this looks like. When somebody's having a hard time, when a player or a team or even a city, right, in some cases, or a nation have been going through a hard time, we might say, hey, we hope for a turnaround. <clears throat> Book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 9, uh, it's about 730 B.C. And, um, and, and you probably see the list there uh, that, that any one of these things, the people of God would just hope, that they would long for, they would be desperate for a turnaround. Um, and, and stick with me because we'll, we'll get off of the 730 B.C. and the Isaiah 9 and we'll move to us momentarily. But, but just, just consider some of this stuff, right? Um, in Isaiah chapter 9, they're facing this world power named Assyria. Uh, Assyria is, is a nasty nation. Let me get, just give you a little picture, right? The, the nation of Babylon comes after Assyria. And, uh, and, and Babylon is actually kind of a nice world power comparatively. Uh, Babylon wants to come and attack you and basically just get you to say, um, hey, you win and we lost. And then they'll uh, take your best resources and assimilate them into their culture so that um, they kind of just rise in status and, and power. Assyria doesn't care about you at all. Assyria is going to come, and they're going to stomp on you, and then squish you like a bug. That's what Assyria, that's, that is what the people of God are facing in 730 B.C. in Isaiah chapter 9. 
um, the people of God are facing failed leadership. Uh, this is just as you look at the book of Isaiah, the first you know, eight chapters, uh, the people of God are given a choice. Are you going to trust in God? Are you going to trust in Egypt? Or are you going to trust in Assyria? And the leadership of the people of God essentially say, uh, we're going to look to Egypt and, 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 and hopefully Egypt will come to our aid. Or, and, and they try to actually make a deal or a bargain with Assyria and they hope for the best. Um, the people of God are, are at war. Um, Assyria has already come up against them and attacked, uh, or, or at least threatened to attack. They have been uh, attacked uh, by some of their surrounding communities, and, and, and when they've been attacked, they have been plundered, right? A technical word for plunder, right, is just robbed. Uh, these enemy nations or these enemy communities came in and, and attacked them and then took off some of their best stuff. Um, the people would say that they are yoked, I understand now that like yoked means something different, but, but yoked is like, you know, the heavy yoke placed on them. This isn't a burden that they pick up for themselves. This is a burden that's placed on them. Uh, they are tied and connected to things that they don't want to be tied and connected to. Uh, they're essentially saying, we feel like we don't have any freedoms. Um, uh, the nation of Assyria basically said, hey, um, we're going to lay this heavy tax on you, and you can either pay it or we'll destroy you. They don't feel like they have any freedom at all. They are forced into making choices they don't want to make. Um, they would say in Isaiah chapter 9 that they are in darkness. <clears throat> darkness in, in the Bible means a lot of different things, but, but in the most general way, right, being uh, in darkness means that you have a lack of direction, right? You don't have anything to orient yourself with. And so you've got a general lack of direction, and, and there's uh, just kind of general confusion about things. It, it, it's confusing to be in the darkness. The people of God uh, in Isaiah 9 are facing this depopulation kind of thing. Uh, um, Isaiah, uh, in chapter 7, he threatens uh, that, uh, that the nation will be attacked and that people will be killed and or carted off to somewhere else. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 9, there is very little happiness going around uh, because of all these other pressures and because of all these things that are happening. Uh, happiness just feels like it's uh, kind of out of reach, completely out of reach, not just within reach, but completely out of reach. And, uh, and in Isaiah chapter 9, there's kind of like this general lack of resources. Uh, Isaiah has promised that when they are attacked, there will be a lack of food and a lack of general resources that you need to be able to sustain life. So, so just see this, right? Any one of these things, when they happen, would, would really cause somebody to say, I, I hope for a turnaround. I'm desperate for a turnaround. We long for a turnaround. Isaiah chapter 9. Now, uh, of course, we can kind of move that to ourselves. And, and interestingly, right, a different time period, uh, a whole different uh, section of life, but, but we can kind of uh, make some connections between what they're facing and their hopes for a turnaround and what we're facing and our hopes for a turnaround. I mean, uh, we face this global trauma, right, named COVID-19. I mean, it's just ravaged and wrecked everything as we know it. Um. This isn't any, uh, this is not a political statement, right? This is a political slash work environment slash even our church, right? Failed leadership. Uh, across the world, everybody uh, seems to be disappointed in leaders. 
Uh, some people have been disappointed in my leadership. Some people have been disappointed in governor leadership. Some people have been disappointed in presidential leadership. Some people have been disappointed in their boss's leadership. There's like this global uh, failed leadership issue. Um, there's uh, plenty of fighting going on right now, right? Uh, we wouldn't say that we're at war, so to speak, maybe, but there's plenty of fighting between family members, between political sides, between uh, people who have different perspectives on how best to handle the pandemic. Um, a, a lot of people would say that we just feel like heavy burdens have been placed on us, burdens that we don't desire uh, to, to carry, and, and burden, you know, we're, we're forced into choices that we don't want to be even dealing with or making. Uh, a lot of us would say, yeah, this is a dark time. And, 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 I, and, and you know, there's, there's confusion about what is going on or, or confusion about what the next step is. And, and we don't have anything to really kind of orient ourselves with. Um, our church has faced depopulation. If you haven't noticed, right, our attendance went from like here to like here, right? We're like 50%. For at least our leadership, happiness has been kind of hard to come by. And for some of us, we're dealing with a, a general lack of resources. And, and, and all those things uh, pile on top of each other. It doesn't even mention some of our more personal things where we might cry out, I hope things turn around. You know, some of us um, have, have struggles in our homes. Some of us have struggles with our kids. Some of us have struggles in our own hearts. And we look at the weight of all these things, and we just kind of are desperate for a turnaround. We long for a turnaround. We hope for a turnaround. But when we say that, there's like, there's like no guarantee, right? There's like no, it's like that vague wish kind of hope. That kind of big dream kind of hope. I hope, I hope things turn around. And, and I just want, to, want you to see this. It's in the, that situation. It's in that moment that the prophet Isaiah, with the heartbeat of God, comes and speaks some incredible words. Before we turn to the, to the words of Isaiah, I want to just picture this for you because, because my tendency is, um, <clears throat> this is just my tendency. I'm sure none of you do this. Right? But my tendency is uh, when things aren't going in the direction that I really want them to go, even if it's just one aspect of my life and I hope that, that things turn around, what I'll do is I'll just grab something, anything, and I'll plop it down in the path and I'll hope that whatever I plop down in the path is going to stop the direction that it's going and will, what, turn things around. And very often, because I'm so smart, right, I, I just grab the biggest thing and I just kind of chuck it out there. And I hope, right, that, that things will turn around. And I chuck it and I plop it in the path and then I just kind of stand back and I watch. And uh, usually the things that are going wrong kind of stop for a moment. And then, of course, those things just flood right over that barricade that barrier, that obstacle that I threw down because I'm so smart. And, uh, and then as I watch in horror and things keep going in a wrong direction, in the direction I don't want them to go, um, you start to sort of start to feel hopeless that things will never turn around, that things will never improve. 
And it's in that moment that Isaiah 9 and Advent and Christmas comes and speaks good news. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. Isaiah is pointing to a truth that says that little things become great and great things become little. That, that a child is born and that's, that's the source of hope for the people of God. I, I can't imagine that it made sense for the people as Isaiah spoke it in 730 BC in Isaiah chapter 9. But it makes sense for us. Right, because we have a much, much bigger uh, context to pull from. We have a much bigger story that we understand. And, and we saw what Jesus did when he came. And see, Isaiah plops a child down in the middle of the road. And he says, that child is going to turn things around. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called, just, just look at these names, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You want to talk about big hopes for a child. Isaiah plops down this child in the middle of the road and says, Hey, things are going to turn around because of this child. Uh, this child that stands in the middle of the road is going to turn everything around. Why? Because he's a wonderful counselor. Uh, wonderful, another word for that is majestic. A counselor, another word for that is helper. He's a majestic helper. He's the best possible helper that you could ever possibly ask for. And it's a gift that God has sent to you. He's, this child is mighty God. Mighty. There's nothing that could turn this child back. There is nothing uh, that this child can't stop. There is nothing that this child can't turn back the other direction. And he's more than just a child. He's the everlasting father. Just think about the impact of that. Here, here a little child is going to be born to you, and he's the everlasting father. What? Right? It, 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 this little child has existed since before time began, and he, and he exists right now, and he exists, uh, he will exist way beyond time as we know it and understand it. <clears throat> and he's the prince of peace, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Just see this, right? It doesn't say that the, that the Lord will do it with your help. It doesn't say that the Lord uh, might do it. It doesn't say the Lord, uh, you know, if you're good enough, will do it. No, no, the Lord of hosts will do this because it's a gift that God himself sends. <clears throat> if we back up in Isaiah chapter 9, this is so powerful, right? God, God plops a, a child, Isaiah plops a child down in the middle of the road and says that child's going to turn things around. And just, just look at the language here, 9 verse 2. The people who walked in darkness have what? Seen a great light. Do you see that? Right away, Isaiah is telling us, hey, things are going to turn around because of this child. You walk in darkness, no more, right? And it's not just like a little flickering lamp, 
right? One of those that you like hit and hope that it, you know, it comes back on. No, this is a great light. You walk in darkness, this child's going to bring a great light. You have multiplied the nation. See, instead of depopulation, you've got multiplication. Um, you have increased its joy. Instead of happiness being out of reach, um, joy is increased, right? Uh, they, they rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, right? This is not like a, oh, look at that harvest. I wish we had more. No, this is like a joyful harvest. Like we have plenty, right? There's no more lack. There's no more missing. There's plenty for everyone. Um, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. What's the opposite of plunder? <laughs> spoil, right? A plunder means that you've been attacked and people steal and rob things from you. That gets turned around by this little child plopped in the road. And, and, and all of a sudden there is spoil to divide and there is plenty to divide among all people. Uh, for the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, uh, the rod of his oppressor, you have what? Broken. It's not just that that yoke is lifted off. It's not just that those, you know, uh, perceived lack of freedoms are lifted off. No, no, those things are broken, snapped in two, or I would like to think snapped in a bunch of pieces like a toothpick. The yoke is broken. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. The fighting stops. The division stops. The little child plopped in the road turns everything around. For to us, a child is born, and to us, a son is given. Um, <clears throat> Advent is such an interesting season, right? Because on the one hand, we're like preparing and uh, we're trying to buy gifts for people and we're, you know, trying to do all the rigmarole of Christmas and, and, and we're remembering the first coming of Jesus and, and just the incredible impact and significance that that had. And, and yet at the same time, you know, Advent like reaches back and it also like reaches forward and, and, it, and it clings to the truth and it clings to what the hope, right, that, that Jesus is going to return. And so when we talk about hope in Advent, right, this is way more than a vague wish. This is way more than grabbing something and throwing it in the road and hoping beyond hope that it stops the bad stuff. <laughs> no, this is, this is a hope that God plants in the road. This is an immovable barricade. This is mighty God plopped down in the road in the form of a little child given to you that turns everything around. And so I want to, I don't normally do this, but, but I want to ask you to actually like make a declaration today and to just declare for yourselves, I hope things turn around. And that's a way different posture than we started with. We started with the posture of, <laughs> hope things turn around for you. This is a posture that says, no, I hope, I know, I am certain that things are going to turn around. Um, 
if you just want to recommit to that hope today, to that certainty, uh, will you just stand and, uh, and claim that truth for yourself? I hope things turn around. And then just repeat it after me. I hope things turn around. Let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, you are so, so good. Uh, your, your greatness has been seen since the beginning of time. <clears throat> uh, your greatness sometimes looks different than we imagine. You're always trying to give us this gift, uh, this gift of something great in the road that is considerably more than anything else that we could possibly put there. And it's because of what you put in the road. It's because of your great power. It's because of your might that we have hope. Um, whatever kind of led us into that hopeless place, um, whatever we long to see turn around, today we just reclaim that for ourselves. Um, we, uh, we rejoice in the opportunity to, to remember and to celebrate that things will turn around. God, we hope. We hope that things turn around. It's in your great, gracious, good, and glorious name that we pray these things. Amen.